Welcome to Alphabet Fly, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is uh, a, one of the lesser-known invaders, Rick! Hello! So, uh, I am not the lesser-known invader. My co-host Jeff is the lesser-known invader. <laughs> so uh we today we're gonna be talking about miss america Ooh, yes um ooh, it, it's a, a really early a really early character uh-huh uh, has ties to a lot of a lot of stuff so so yeah what like what is what do you know about miss america wow okay well you gave me the big hint there with the invaders and I, I do believe that she was attached to this team. I want to say that she is early silver, late golden age. Um, I want to say that that's where she's at, that she was part of uh, the team with Namor, Captain America, and the original Human Torch, the android. I think she was kind of one of the, the members of that invaders team secondary. Yep. Um, I, I've got a picture in my head and I, and I, and it could be just crashing a lot of things together, but similar motif to Captain America, except that it's more of a uh, kind of one of those uh, Supergirl type skirts, though. And like I said, I could be kind of just just crashing a bunch of things together, but that's my my thought on it. Um. So, um. So yeah, you you're pretty close to pretty close on that. Um. Like very very early Supergirl design yeah um, yeah with red hair and then the kind of the red the majority of red in the costume too with the 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 it's the shieldy shield of captain america with like the stripes going down and the three stars on the on the chest there yeah 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 so uh so yeah so she is but yeah she's a very early uh marvel character mm-hmm um, Back when it was in timely, back when it was timely, right? Uh, so, <clears throat> so her real name is Madeline Joyce Frank. Okay. Her occupation is adventurer. Her identity is known to the U.S. government. She's in the United States with no criminal record. She has no other aliases. Um, her Place of birth was Washington D.C. Of course, because of course she's she's America, uh, Amer- America. Yep. And her place of death was Wondergore Mountain, Transia, Europe. Really? Yes. Huh. So, um, everything happens. Everything happens on Wondergore Mountain, man. A lot of things happen hopping. on Wondergore Mountains. Like it's yeah. like just a lot. Um. Now, um, I know you're married. So she's also married too. So if you want to go on a double date, all right, with a all dead right. person, um, and her dead and yet, husband, and yet, and yet, and yet, she's still rocking the miss M I S S. Well, so. I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, you don't have to change your name necessarily afterwards. I mean, especially if you have a brand built on it, you know. Sure, I just feel like, sure, you know, sure. I just, I just feel like it's you know old fashioned. You know, Mrs. America it just doesn't sound like as good. I think. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, um, her known relatives are Robert Frank 
uh, senior or the wizard, not the evil one or the one from the Squadron Supreme. Uh huh. But the, the original Age one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's dead. And also Robert uh, Frank Jr. Nuclo and son. Okay. If you want to. All right. Uh, have a Nuclo episode if you want to listen to Nuclo about Nuclo. Yeah. Um, and uh, her first modern appearance was Giant Size Avengers issue number one. But I don't go by that. I go by the actual canonical first appearance. And I'm linking this in the uh, Marvel's Mystery Comics, issue number 49, in November 1943, The Flight of the Deadly Boomerang. <laughs> um, and uh, this this has a uh, a very Golden Age feel, because she's a, she's a oh, very yeah. Golden Age character. Um, but you have, uh, I think, I, I like the way I like the effect of the the Marvel Mystery Comics thing. It has like a little uh, a slight uh the M is like big and then it has like a slight like curve gradient to where like the the letters like kind of get a little bit smaller to allow space for the comic like mystery comics. Yeah. And you have uh the you had the original human torch Jim Hammond and uh Toro is uh mm-hmm his sidekick who happens to have the same powers. Um, yep. And they're fighting, fighting I'm Nazis. I'm going to assume the Japanese. Um, um, yeah, it looks like they, they're just kind of, there's like kind of a battle going on and, uh, yeah, there's just a melted artillery, artillery gun. It looks like they're trying to shoot a woman out of it. Now, here's the thing though. I don't understand. Um, why? Shoot a woman. Now, the reason I ask is the reason why those missiles or like the shells go because they have something that explodes behind them. Yeah, yeah. Like how? Like you just be putting the person in a gun. No, what you do is you put the person in. And then you put the bullet in behind them. Oh, like a musket. Like a musket. Yeah. Well, okay, or, okay. Or, or the world's worst enema. Okay, yes. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, I don't, like, I kind of want to know a little bit more. Here's the thing, though. Most of the time, like, they have, like, a little bit, like, a like a summary on Comic Vine. They don't uh-huh. have it for this one. Uh no. So, like, all I know is that, for some reason, Toro and the Human Torch... Just you know, just happened to find this uh this blonde woman about to be shoved into a gun. Yeah. Hey, you know, it was World War Two. Bad stuff happened, man. Yeah. Bad stuff happened. And, and I, but I, but but let's not let's not forget the fact that you know, I, I know it looks like it's Japanese on the cover, but it does show that the Nazis are in the book, and I am all for punching Nazis. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, my my main my main thing though is like uh, I can one hundred percent guarantee you there is some real racism for that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it 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 was it was it was a time. Yeah. It was a time. It was a time when happened. everything was worse. <laughs> yes, actually, um, I don't know. It's pretty bad nowadays. It was okay. Let, yeah, it it was a time and things were bad like they always were. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> so she died. And okay. Giant Size Avengers issue number one 
So her first modern appearance is also her last appearance. That's sad. Well, I mean, she got like a lot of she got a lot of play and everything, yeah. and she got she got yeah. a really long run of her own comic as well. And uh, like I said, this you're, you, this is a you know golden age uh, adventure. This is golden age comics that we're talking about here. Part of I mean, now we have Submariner, Captain America, and then Winter Soldier that have been back. Uh, human, uh, the original Human Torch. I think parts of him were used for the Vision. Well, no, the body was the body, right? Like, just the body in general. So, so, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that 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 was uh, golden age type of stuff, yeah. and and also the basis for things like the Watchmen too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So let's get to her stuff. Madeline Joyce was the niece of a millionaire who was financing an electrical, uh, well, financing electrical experiments of an unknown nature, at a converted lighthouse on the eastern seaboard. Okay. I mean... You know, if you're going to do science stuff, a lighthouse, good place to do it. I guess. I mean, yeah. One uh, one night, Joyce was visiting the lighthouse during a violent electrical storm. She was caught in a powerful electrical discharge from the equipment triggered by the storm outside. She miraculously survived uh, the accident, and but laid in a coma for about a week. The discharge, however, activated her latent mutant ability to levitate herself. Uh, thereby fly and somehow increased her physical vitality. All right. Yep. <clears throat> it was before they figured out about radiation, so everyone got powers by electrical shock. <laughs> hey, you know, it was a time. <laughs> it was. It was a time. Uh, I mean, soon after, everyone got their powers from experimental drugs. Right. And, and then nuclear fission. That that was a bit too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we had we had electricity, then then radiation, uh-huh. then drugs. Yeah. Now we just have it, you know. However, you know. Now, <laughs> magic. No what? magic. Yeah. Joyce decided to use her gift in the cause of liberty and justice, fashioning a costume for herself. She dubbed herself Miss America. She uh, uh, she achieved limited fame as a costume home front. Spy Smasher when she met Frank Robert Frank, the wizard, while battling a Nazi spy ring who hijacked a railroad in upstate New York. They were working on this mission when Bucky Barnes contacted them and asked if they would join the group that would become the Liberty Legion. Miss America and the wizard both accepted the offer, and later, in, uh, and later during World War II, they joined the invaders. After the war ended, Miss America and the Wizard uh, were members of the All-Winter Squad. After the All-Winter Squad disbanded, Miss America and the Wizard resumed their civilian identities and were married in 1949, and they began to work for the U.S. government as non-costume superhuman security agents for at this nuclear project called... Uh, a former enemy of the All-Winter Squad sabotaged the facility and staged a nuclear accident which exposed them to massive amounts of radiation. Although Abisa's act of revenge did not kill the Franks, Madeline was pregnant at the time, and several months later gave birth to a radioactive mutant son. It happens. Wasn't that one of those uh, TMT uh, knockoffs? 
Radio, <laughs> radioactive mutant suns. Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> sure. You know, it's just just a bunch of just it's just a bunch of regular people, but the, you know, it's dangerous to be around them. Uh huh. Yeah. They gave they gave their uh their main bad guy cancer. Well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> they had to quit after that. Uh, the baby was taken into custody by the U.S. government and placed in a chrono module. Uh, to contain his radiation, the baby would emerge decades later and become known as Nuclo. Uh, granted a generous government pension because of the accident, the Franks left the research facility and decided to tour the world. Madeline actually became pregnant again when sh- she was in the tiny Balkan country of Transia, when the pregnancy had come to term. Upon the recommendation of the villagers who believed it to have the most modern medical facilities in the area, the Franks sought <laughs> refuge in the scientific citadel atop Wondagore Mountain, belonging to the High Evolutionary. Well, wow. okay. Wow! I wonder what's going to happen there. <laughs> they were both they were taken in by Bova, a cow evolved to humanoid form by the High Evolutionary's experiments. <laughs> It always comes back to that cow. Just Bova. I mean, Bova is just always around. It all. It's Bova all the way down. Oh man, um, the world is very small when it all revolves around Wondergore Mountain. Uh, with Bova as the uh, midwife, Madeline gave birth to a stillborn child, uh, more radioactive and mutated than her first. So weakened she was by the radiation that Madeline did not survive the birthing. Uh, experience by more than two hours. While Frank heard of his wife's death, he fled Wondergore Mountain in grief. Bova uh, married Bova the bodies. I'm joking. No, that was really dark. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. No, but basically she was like buried in unmarked grave. That's great. That's real fun, Bova. Yep. Hey, you know. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. You know, you're doing good. Um, now, Wizard is coming up later. So we're going to discover what happens when he ran away in grief. Uh, but, yeah. But, you know, but, but you know, that, of course, goes into, uh, you know, oh, this is just one more time that, you know, they could be parent. This brings in the parentage of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch because Magneto was wandering around the mountain at the same time. And you've got, oh, who else was wandering around the mountain at the same time? Oh, as, the, uh, as all the, uh, the, uh, the, the mass puppet master. Puppet Master was too, right? Uh, also, you have uh, Chathon and the whole like Darkhold stuff going on around there. You mm-hmm. also have um, a Morgana Le Fay I mean, happening there. Seriously, it it was busy up there at that time. Everybody was happening there. It was a party. Yeah. So, yeah, and 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 for a long time, everything led back to the Vision, to the Vision somehow. Yeah. And Scarlet Witch, so, you know, it's, it's just a thing. It's just a yeah. thing that happened, and that I'm not, like, super okay with, but whatever. Yeah, uh, Golden Age Girl. Yep. Golden Age Girl who, uh, married the wizard, gave birth to two, um, uh, Way to two different radioactive kids, um, and she had x-ray vision. Yeah. Um, she punched Nazis, so good on her, and, uh... Mm. And apparently, according, I, I did my own little looking up here after you introduced me to her. It looks like she also, they used her book, which ran for quite a while, as a backdoor pilot into 
Patsy Walker. Yep. Yep. Uh, Patsy Walker. Uh, Patsy Walker. And also, I think it was Millie the model and someone else. Yeah. Uh, yep. they they became a uh, pretty big romance comics through the Miss America magazine, right? Um, right now, uh, now did do you? Uh, she is five eight, so she is taller than me. Um, which you know is a thing. She's also weighed one thirty uh one thirty pound uh uh pounds. pounds. She has uh-huh. blue eyes and not red hair, auburn hair. It's that picture kind of looked red, but yeah, okay, auburn. Sure. Right. I mean, it's a, it's the same thing. Yeah, sure. It's it's red with a little bit of brown in it. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So she, so yeah, she can levitate by gravitrons and stuff, and she can also like you know leap, um, which basically meant that she can fly mm-hmm. because she would levitate with momentum. Which is really all flying. <laughs> Which is. is what flying is. Uh, so, it's levitation uh, with momentum. <laughs> oh, so yeah. uh... So she could go like any height that she can breathe, which is approximately twenty thousand feet, and she can right. levitate up to two hours before mental fatigue. Uh, Not bad. Yeah, apparently she also because she is a superhero, she has the reflex and stamina of Olymp- Olympic contestant. Contestant, and she was also taught unarmed combat by Captain America. All right, and she was nearsighted. And eventually had to begin wearing uh, uh, wearing glasses. I like it. Yeah. I like that. It's nice to have just a little bit of flaw in your character. It makes them more real. Yeah. You know, you have to roll your readers, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, li- I like her. I like yeah. her a lot. Yeah, so we do, have, we do have one more segment here. Are they, they still dead? dead? Is she still dead? Is she still dead? I want to say yes. So, yes. But. But. There's always a but. It's Marvel Comics. Well, sometimes it's just a yes. Okay. Uh, so, she was done real dirty. Um, <laughs> She was done real dirty. Because, remember the ecstatics? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, there was a little one shot there called Ecstatics Presents Dead Girl. Well, not one shot, sorry, miniseries. And, uh, for some reason, well, she was dead, she was brought, she, she Miss America went to hell, apparently. Um, That's not cool. And, and apparently in this, in this, even though there's a note, um, and also, I do want to say that the ecstatics was a pastiche, basically. Sure. Um, yeah. so... They did everything to the extreme. So when they brought anyone in, it was always done to the most extreme. And of course, her being from the Golden Age, they pictured her as racist. Um, and uh, eventually, like she gets back and learns her lesson, and blah 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 blah. And then, and then she never appears again. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, that's. That's not fair. <laughs> no, she was kind of done dirty. Not the not the done dirty that I like, where no. when, when the when the skirt just pops up and just like, hey, what's up? Bam! Not that type yeah. of done dirty. Like the kind of bad done dirty. No, uh, it's it's no, it yeah. Now, now would she probably have held like some problematic beliefs nowadays? Sure. Probably. And, and and that's and that's could to be understood. I mean, she yeah. came from a time when we as a nation were we were we're at war with Japan. 
And that brought with it a whole lot of bad stuff. I mean, you know, there was a big push to make them the enemy, and there was a lot of uh, phrases and terms that we would use now and we would consider, and right, rightfully so, that they are incorrect and they shouldn't be used. That being said, you know, and not painting with a big brush of, you know, it was a different time, whatever, but it was. It really was. That was the now, way things were back then. So if you take a character from there and put them straight into today without all of the, you know, years in between to you know, recognize what is what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, what should and what should not be said, you're going to have problematic characters. But to highlight that, eh. Oh, eh. Like, I mean, problematic views, uh, uh, you know, it's it's going to, yeah. I mean, but whatever. I don't know. But, uh, but. Uh, that's pretty much the only time she really appeared. Um, after, after this. Well, uh, you know what? You know what? Krakoa is alive and well. You got the five mutants that are that are bringing the five mutants that are resurrecting dead mutants. She she was a mutant. They said, yeah, they could bring her back. Krakoa Krakoa lives. Krakoa will welcome her. Yeah, Krakoa will welcome some of the worst people. Like holy, I don't want to get into some of the people they brought back. Oh, no. I love as, it. <laughs> as much as much as I as much as like again, like three years ago, if you told me I would be like reading almost every X-Men book, I would slap uh-huh. you. I'd slap you and say, You're a liar. It's bad. It's been bad for a while. <laughs> but no, and it's yet, good right now. Now you're reading it going like, This is so good. <laughs> but at the same time, they did bring back people I don't like and am very against. But Yeah. Yeah. But you know. It's whatever. But, hey, you know what? They, it's all good. They brought, it's all good. They brought back the dead upstarts. <laughs> they brought back the dead upstarts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they haven't done anything with them. It's just like, come on. They were like one of the worst parts of the 90s X-Men. <laughs> like, they, they brought back Fenris. <laughs> God, they're literal Nazis. Yeah! <laughs> okay. All right. But... I brought it back around to Nazis. We always but, bring it back around to Nazis. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not as creepy as like a, 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 uh, uh, Andre having to have the dead flesh of the sister wrapped around the sword blade so he can use his powers. Yeah, <laughs> at least comics, baby, yeah. comics. <laughs> uh, it's always been dark and edgy. It's just you just have to you just have to look at different places. <laughs> but uh, I think we're pretty much done. Unless you have anything else to say about Miss America, no. No, I think I think I am good. Yeah. Well, we will be talking about more uh, dead invaders and Liberty Legion and people later. Um, we'll be talking about another uh, character named Spitfire, who no one remembers of the <laughs> invaders. Oh, I the name is yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. there's a lot more of the invaders than you thought. Uh, oh yeah. But but yeah, we pretty much have that done. So what do you have to plug? Well, um. You can find me and my co-host, who for some reason always dresses up in a bright yellow suit with a W on his chest, but I don't think it's for Wizard. I think it's for Winner. Ooh. But he, we call him Jeff. And we do Jeff and Rick present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, where we walk through each issue of the most underrated comic of the 80s, Power Pack, while we drink beer. Uh, it's a fun little show. We have a good time. And uh, we'd like more people to listen to us because we have fun with it. Yeah, and you can also you can also find us from time to time uh, doing uh, a- entries on the On Her Majesty's Secret Service podcast, specifically the MI6 Rookie Agents shows. We do some mailbag entries on there that are pretty funny. 
So, uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in similar detail. And I also have another podcast called Limited Theories, where by the time this comes out, we will be finishing up talking about trouble. And, wow! And, uh, let me tell you, I made a bad choice in the next <laughs> series I did, because I decided, hey, let's get away from Marvel a little bit. Let's talk about, like, some of the stuff that, you know, was cringy stuff we used to read. No, that was bad. No, it made me want to, no. like, I, I, I'm generally in the mood of going back in time and, like, wanting to beat my smaller self up as a child for making me feel bad in the future. Uh-huh. Definitely now. Mm. Definitely mm. now. No. Um, nope. Not going to so do it. That. So, you know, if you want to hear me suffer through trouble and then hear me want to cr- curl up in a ball and uh, want to die, uh, that's that's something you can listen to. Also, I want more listeners to that one, because not enough people are listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're doing trouble. Nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) Well, I think that we, I think that me and and Rob do a really good job at discussing it, but, you know, it's whatever. (laughs) Um, So, uh, we are, so yeah, this is, so this has been Alphabet Flight, and justice is served. Smack! Bye. Bunch Nazis. (laughs) 